Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Room 303. I'm your host, Jermaine Colon-Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Morahan. We are officially recording episode 75, and this is Intern E. How are you doing today, Nick? I'm good. You know what I want to see for once? You know what? Because I, I, I care about the people that work under me. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. That's that's really good, Eric. How have you been lately? I've been good, man. <laughs> working? I don't know what to tell you. You've been working? Yeah. And work hasn't been that hard? Work is easy, man. And, you, and, and you've been doing all right? Doing all right, getting by? All right, cut him off, Jeremy. So that was <laughs> intern E. He's doing good. Obviously, we're not treating him that badly. So no matter what he says, we're treating him well. Whether he says he's in the the prison camp of room 303, you just heard from him. He's doing well. His job's going fine. Uh, and, and he has nothing to complain about. And I'm doing great. Episode 75. We never really thought it would last this long, did we? Um, No, I, I think I've committed to one other thing this long in my life. And uh, we can't talk about that on the podcast. Yeah, I've, I've, com- <laughs> I've committed to one other thing longer than this in my life. And... I think everybody in the podcast knows what that is. So, <laughs> all right. So, uh, we have another exciting episode for you guys. We know that we're hitting fantasy draft peak fever, as uh, some of you have probably just drafted this weekend. If you did, you should have waited for this episode because we're going to give you the skinny and all the deets to win your fantasy league. And also, if you did draft this weekend, ha ha to all you suckers who drafted Travis Etienne who drafted J.K. Dobbins, T.Y. Hilton, Irv Smith Jr. Wait, is, Ed, is Etienne injured? Etienne's out for the season. So not only did the Jacksonville Jaguars spend their first-round pick on a running back, which is idiotic when your what? team has that many holes, he's no longer – play- They spent him on a quarterback. No, Travis Etienne was a first-round pick. I know, but the Jags also spent their first-round pick on a quarterback, the first overall quarterback. Yeah. Yes, but a first round pick on a running back is an awful draft capital. hundred percent. Read read Najee Harris. Like that's why it's unreal, and that, especially when you're have arguably the worst offensive line in football. You have arguably the worst defense in football. <laughs> like, you don't have anyone, and you're like, you know what? We should. And do you get him this? injured in practice. You know what we should do with this first round pick, dude? We should take a running back. Sounds like great to me. <laughs> Unreal! Shout out Urban Meyer for uh, showing everyone that he is the clown we know he is. College college coaches do not do well in the NFL. Read Nick Saban and Miami Dolphins. Sometimes you know, and and I don't, I I know both of you don't really see, don't really understand this, right? Because you, you didn't go to college, right? But college players like being treated. Like college players can be treated like miniature children, large children. Sorry, NFL players they don't like being treated like college players. Read no. Nick Saban with the Miami Dolphins. I mean, it, it's almost like once you make a million dollars, you feel like there should be a little more respect in the room. Hey, can't nobody tell me nothing? <laughs> Yeah. Also, you brought in Tim Tebow to block people, and and he didn't do. I said I still think he's trying to block somebody. 
All right, I have a question for both of you. 25-year-old Tim Tebow is a dynamic tight end, yes or yes? Yes. If 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 twenty five if twenty five year old Tim Tebow or twenty four year old Tim Tebow gets from the Broncos, he just had a great season. He just went six and two. He has a playoff win. He goes to the Jets. He says, "You know what? I am I I'm humble enough to admit that I'm not going to be a quarterback in the NFL, and I'm going to be a tight end." He's what twenty four at that point. 26-year-old tight end Tim Tebow is a great tight end. 100%, yeah. Eric, yes yeah, or yes? There's no arguing that. He, he would yes. have been Taysom Hill before a Taysom Hill. And but just like so, the sands of time and flipping over Kamara's king punch, his clock is out. He could have had his very own cereal, but he, he really could. It. Tim Tebow could have been the Taysom Hill before Taysom Hill. Imagine how gimmicky... John Harbaugh could have got with Tim Tebow. Unreal, bro. Unreal. He could have lined him up at cornerback. <laughs> yeah. And now here we are making fun of him yet again for trying and failing. God bless that man. He always tr- he, I mean, he always he tries. Baseball. He played baseball until he was like 32 years old. That's more that's more than a lot of us could say. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like he keeps trying. He doesn't always succeed, but God bless that man. He's always there. Yeah, well, it by, the grace of, by the grace of God. <laughs> All right, so I have a question for you guys. What would you do? What would you spend your first rookie check on? Oh, wow. Crickets. Ain't nobody got nothing. <laughs> they are. They are. Well, so, keep uh, thought, ladies well, and gentlemen. Well, no, no. I, 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 well, I guess what? Well, podcast I, until they get an answer. I guess when, I, I guess when, when did uh, I get drafted? Nick, I cannot hear you. When did I get drafted? Still cannot hear you. We'll let Eric go first. When did I get drafted? Interesting. Eric refuses to unmute his mic. Where did when did I get drafted? When did you get drafted? Yeah. Uh, do you want a sport as well? Okay, I'll yeah, I'll take a sport. Okay. So you're a baseball player <laughs> who okay. got drafted on the back end of the second round. All right, so that's probably, I don't know, $10 million signing bonus, right? Uh, yeah, we'll say, yeah, because that's typically around what they would get there. It's got to be a nice car, right? If I'm, if I'm, wait, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Did I get drafted out of college or did I, get, did I get drafted out of high school? You are 21 years old. Oh, you it's got to be a you car. Can, you it's got to be a car. All right, it's a car. What car? Oh, a Porsche, a Porsche 911 Turbo S, of course. <laughs> of course. Of, of course. course. He's got that locked up. All right, Eric. You are a Mexican uh... who just got his first <laughs> just got his first roofing deal. <laughs> so you've been drafted to the National Basketball Association. You were taken the nine... shortest point guard in history. You were taken 19th overall to the Miami Heat. You you have signed. Anyone that has listened to this podcast will know (laughs) what substance he will spend all of his signing bonus on. You said Miami, though. Like, you set me up for failure. All right, Eric. You've been drafted to the Milwaukee Bucks. 
Okay, that's better. Uh, I mean, I, I would still, I, I'd have to go with a car, man, or a house, a big fancy house, man. Just get ignorant with it, blow all of it. A mansion. So, you, so you're spending it all. First check, all the of it. Of many? GME. Yeah, all of it. Every single penny, gone. I'm investing all of it in GME. <laughs> I was going to say something stupid like invest in Bitcoin, but I, I know myself. I wouldn't do that. So the only reason I asked this is because I saw a video the other day and it was like people talking about people's extravagant first purchases. Jalen Green, the uh, number two overall pick for the Houston Rockets this year, he snagged a grill that's that's a estimated $2,000 a tooth. Oh, the, the, the one that got angry because he wasn't drafted number one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's... So he's he's pretty broken up about it. He's really getting to work, huh? Yeah, exactly. So Ben Simmons bought exotic cats. Too bad you can't buy a jumper. Ten thousand dollars a piece for exotic cats. Bro. Wait, like a, like a tiger or like an ocelot? <laughs> it was. I think like it what was did he get? An, like an ocelot? I think it was an ocelot. It was smaller. It was not tight. This dude, I was just like, he is out of his fucking mind. Ten grand. I mean that's big ball energy right there. Listen, like they expect you to spend it on a grill. Ben Simmons is like, you know what? I'm gonna get me another animal. Lamelo <laughs> bought a Lamborghini, but he hasn't actually spent any of his NBA earnings. So yeah, it was because just, he doesn't. Have he was to. he was already loaded before that. So I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, there was a few more that I don't I don't remember. I just felt like that'd be a fun question to ask you guys, but you guys really just didn't you didn't hit me with anything. Uh, strippers and blow. Yeah, no, you didn't. Yeah, you didn't hit me with anything Sorry. original. Sorry, I was expecting some cool answers. I guess not, bro. Y'all have to the end of the podcast to think of a better answer. Too much <laughs> uh, a G six airplane, like a, no, I, actually an old Soviet cargo plane. <laughs> I don't want my homies. I don't want my homies to travel in style. I want them to know that I have money for them to travel. But I decided to buy an old Soviet Union cargo plane, and that's right. how we're traveling everywhere. I was I was taking number three overall in the NFL draft to play tight end for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, all right, Kyle. Pick. And I've and I've decided to spend my money on Epstein's Island. All right. With that being said, <laughs> with that being said, let's move on to the big news of the weekend. Too many benefits. <laughs> we let's move on to the big news of the weekend. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo was supposed to be in Man City, and instead, I go to bed drunk, wake up hungover, and Cristiano Ronaldo's like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, not today, Satan." No, no, no. no. I l- let me revise this, right? Cristiano Ronaldo was not supposed to go anywhere. He was supposed to be home in Juventus, <laughs> living his best life in Syria, while while Lionel Messi did all the moving for the rest of us from the uh, the Spanish La Liga to Liga One, Liga, <clears throat> as the French say. And then all of a sudden, Ronaldo, three days before the season is supposed to start, 
He's all of a sudden going to Manchester United. How is this not getting bigger press than it's getting? This is bigger than LeBron James going back to Cleveland. He and has, yet it does not have the press. Oh, everybody's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, Ronaldo's back. <laughs> yeah, nobody. What? Nobody <laughs> seems concerned. And nobody seems concerned or convinced. Yeah, he literally in the like before the start of the, like game one of the season was like, yeah, I'll go to Manchester City. And then Alex Ferguson, legendary Manchester United manager, said, you can't go to Man City. You're a Man United man. He said, "Hey, good point. I'll go to Man U." Yeah, <laughs> dude, I didn't see this coming. And, and I'm a all United sudden, fan. And then all of a sudden, Cristiano Ronaldo is back in the Premier League, and everyone's like, "Oh, cool. Let's start the season." His like the, game on. The Instagram announcement post broke the record for like most likes for an Instagram post in a single yeah. day. No, I know, but it feels like Leicester City winning the Premier League in terms of American media. American media is not covering Ronaldo literally pulling LeBron James basically in the middle of the season. It's af- it's like if LeBron three games in was like, you know what? I don't really like playing for uh, I don't really like playing for the Heat. I'm gonna play <laughs> for the I'm gonna play for the Cavs. Bye. Yeah, I don't I, look. This seems like a huge deal. Like my two no. boys who actually no. watched it's soccer a were mega upset. deal. They were upset. Eric, how much did they how much did they pay for Ronaldo? They paid a whopping twenty eight million dollars for him. What's going on? <laughs> $28 million for a man that's going to score 125 penalty kicks? <laughs> well, like, I, like, I, like, I hate to quote Mugatu from Zoolander, but I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> well, how are people not covering? Ronaldo just does what he wants all the time. He just literally was like, oh, this sheet of paper I have with Juventus? I'm going to Manchester United. He pretty much so the first the first game of the season for Juventus hit right, and the the manager's picking his lineup, and you know he starts with the penciled in option of Ronaldo, right? When he goes, he starts working down his lineup. Ronaldo walks into his office first game of the season, and says, "Nah, I don't feel like starting today." This is exactly what happened. He said, "Nah, I don't feel like starting today." Then a week later, says, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go to Man City." Tells Juventus he wants to be tra- he wants to be transferred. Man City talks to him, tries to get a deal done, and all of a sudden, Man City comes out before all the press gets rolling about United. They're like, "Yeah, we've decided not to sign Ronaldo." Bull fucking shit! You decided not to sign Ronaldo. Ronaldo decided not to sign with you, and you tried to cover your ass. Listen, Man City had Ronaldo signed. They had him signed. Hook, line, and sinker, he was done. He was going to Man City. And then the one manager that Cristiano Ronaldo respects in this world got on the phone with him and said, and that's, by the way, Sir Alex Ferguson, 
And he got on the phone with Ronaldo and he said, you will not be a city man. You cannot be a city man. And I, if I will, I will not have you being a city man. And he said, yes, sir. Because the one person that Ronaldo listens to is Sir Alice Ferguson, as all of us should. Oh, boy. Not, not to uh, shrink this topic down any further but we're gonna start moving on into our mock draft so as we said at the beginning of this episode we will be doing a mock draft today we will each be drafting our own individual team r.i.p nevada he's dead to us he's not gonna be drafting the fourth team because apparently he doesn't feel obliged to fulfill his executive producer duties hey good news for you eric r.i.p nevada the position isn't open it's it's not filled anymore. No, it's not open though. <laughs> it's not filled. It's been on the market for thirty days. You can submit your application, but we have candidates already. <laughs> All it's right, not so, gonna be Eric for sure. So at that point, hostage until I get him a, that Padres job. <laughs> yeah, he is exactly. So with that being said, Eric, uh, boohooed the room until he got his third pick. So he'll be drafting from the third slot. Nick was like, you know what we should do? We should draft, you know, from the middle and the end. So I'll take the middle and you, you take the end, Jermaine. So Nick has the sixth pick. It's classic white privilege at the front. Like, I mean, <laughs> you look at Eric, he's the whitest person I know. He's drafting third. I mean, six is a person that is more tolerable to change. And then, uh, obviously, drafting near the end, 11th, is Jermaine, who is obviously the uh, non-whitest of us. Coming up the rear. (laughs) As Eric would like it, yes. (laughs) All right, so we're going to go ahead and kick this mock draft off and see. So the rest of the slots are going to be drafted by computer. So this could be true mayhem and chaos. Uh, which is kind of like drafting with your friends. So I guess there's no real difference. Let me make sure the sound is off on this bad boy. So that way it's just going to auto pick at this point. Yeah, it will. All right. So I'm starting the draft. Two minutes. Oh, no. They're auto drafting pretty quick. So CMC and Kamara have already gone off the board. Wow. And Kamara, Eric has two minutes two. to draft. Eric, let's go. All right. I'm going to go. Eric didn't even research this pick before he started, which is pretty unfortunate. No, I'm taking Nick no. Chubb. Here, here's what you're taking: Nip, Nick Chubb third. Yes, sir. Nick I'll Chubb went Nick. third. Dalvin Cook and Barkley went uh, fourth and fifth. Nick Chubb third. Wow. Okay. So here, 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 no, no. So I can pause the draft so that way we can discuss. Yeah. We can discuss the picks and understand. And understand. I do what's like going that. On. I like that he can pause it when we discuss this absolute hypocrisy that happened. So this is a half point PPR twelve man league. We did not announce that at the beginning, but we're announcing that now. The first and second picks off the board were obvious, with it being PPR. It's Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. Almost guaranteed 80 receptions every year from the both of them. McCaffrey sometimes 100. Great picks by the computer, may I say. And then Eric came in with his guy. And I do always say, if you want your guy, make sure you get your guy. He took Nick Chubb number three. Awful. Nick Chubb could run. Range of outcomes could run for 1,600 and 14 touchdowns. 
that is on the more likely side. Or Nick Chubb could get eight touchdowns, 1,200 yards, and he doesn't really receive a high volume of passing. Not when Delvin Cook's on the board, not at all. So this is where Eric can come in. Explain why you took Chubb over Dalvin Cook for the listeners. So in my opinion, I just want a, a workhorse. I understand his PPR, but I just want a workhorse so I know he's going to get the touches. Every year he's been in the league, he's been top five, top six running back as far as yards and stuff. I understand the aspect of, of the passing game and receiving for the backs, but that was my guy. Like you said, always go get your guy. So I went and got my guy. Okay. I, so- I, have, I have no problem with the Chubb pick. At four. Four and below, I have no problem with a Chubb pick. At three, though, if Delvin Cook is still there, I'm taking Cook 100% of the time. All right, so there you have it for the listeners. If you are top three, uh, you should take Kamara, McCaffrey, or Cook, according to Nick. And according to Eric, you take your guy, and his guy happened to be Nick Chubb. So arguably one of the biggest enigmas of this year's draft is Saquon Barkley because we know how good he is, but he comes off the board next at five. And you know what? I like to say good riddance. You can have them. I don't want them. And Nick, you're on the clock. We'll go ahead and resume this draft. I know there's a lot of air silence. I took Derek Henry. Oh, yeah. six. I, I, it felt like an auto draft. So that's why I, I, I was just like, yo, that went so quick. Did it you auto didn't, draft? You, you, didn't even, you didn't even pause it. <laughs> you, I, I don't even get to justify why I take Derrick Henry. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, crap. He's the best player on the board. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so you prefer Derrick Henry over Zeke. I don't think Zeke. I, l- listen, I think Zeke will have a good year this year. I think Derrick Henry will have a down year this year from 2,000 yards and what he had last year because of the addition of Julio Jones. And because Tennessee, based on how they failed in the playoff game last year, will want to throw the ball more this year. I do not think Derrick Henry is less of a running back than Ezekiel Elliott. So that's why I'm taking Derrick Henry. Because you can still pack the box in the first quarter. But if Tennessee's leading in the third and fourth quarter, you best believe that the ball's going to Derrick Henry. <laughs> All right. So Derrick Henry over Zeke. Then we have uh so Derrick Henry, Zeke, Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones. Top five running back the last two seasons. Uh, I was kind of hoping he would fall to me. He goes off the board. Then team 10 comes in and snaps up Tyreek Hill for the first wide receiver off the board. Mm. So so now. Your boy Skinny Penis is on the clock. <laughs> and he has no idea where, where he's and going. And he's going Travis Kelsey for sure. I have no idea where I'm going. And he's going to pick Eric. He's going to pick Travis Kelsey. I'm going to go ahead and take Patrick Mahomes. No way. <laughs> no. Are you actually? No fucking way, no. dude. Hey, thank God. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was like, we're trying to put on a professional show here. <laughs> oh. Yeah, as he just said, skinny penis. All right, so Nick is correct. I don't like the running backs right here. I feel like I could still get a pretty decent one on the turn. So with the 11th pick, I'm going to go ahead and take a clear-cut dominant option at his position. His shaving the beard does scare me. I'm taking Travis Kelsey. It's a good pick. 
Stefan Diggs and Najee Harris are now Najee off. Najee Harris, Jesus Christ. So here I am, right? I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> pause this for a second. So the guy I was eyeing on the turn was was going to be Najee Harris. Why? He's got an awful line in Pittsburgh. So did Saquon Barkley when he tore up fucking the New York Giants. It's all about opportunity. It's all about opportunity in fantasy football. Mike Tomlin all offseason has said, we need to be more effective running the ball. We want to run the ball more. He's making Najee Harris the focal point, and there isn't a backup running back on that team that scares me. This man tied the SEC record for most touchdowns. He had 83 career receptions. He had 3,600 rushing yards. I like Najee Harris in this offense. The dude can the dude can rush, the dude can catch, and he's an explosive playmaker. He's not there for me. So I'm gonna go ahead and take who I thought was the number one wide receiver on the board. I'm gonna take Devontae Adams and his up, and his upside of touchdowns. And that gives me a zero RB strategy, which is good for this mock draft. Cause why are you laughing? No, I'm just now. I, I now I'm laughing because it's a it's it's a good it's a good uh, it's a professional podcast to have. Yeah, one a- one guy having a zero RB. I'll probably draft another RB, so that'll be a two RB strategy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so now we have Nick back on the Patrick Mahomes got drafted already in the second round. Get the fuck out of here! I'm drafting. So- he, uh, don't unpause it. I'm drafting Joe Mixon. So for those of you listening right now, after my Devontae Adams pick with the pick 202, we actually have um, Austin Eckler coming off the board. That's incredible. DeAndre Hopkins, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, That dude has Patrick Mahomes and Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) Uh, Then you have DK Metcalf. Joe Mixon, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, and Eric is here at the 210 pick for who I'm assuming is going to be just kidding. Antonio Gibson. I would say Justin Jefferson, but I don't think he takes him. I'm assuming 100%. He's going to 100% rectify the Eagles' mistake and take Justin Jefferson. (laughs) Well put, dude. (laughs) I think he takes tight end here, personally. Uh, He's got to take Kittle, right? So you both are wrong, and I think I'm going to go with my man here. I'm going to go with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, That's gross. Oh, all I did was talk him up all weekend, so now he's high on Edwards-Hilaire. Okay. Fucking bullshit. Why did you grasp him if you talked him up so much? Because Devontae Adams is better than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Like, is that a fucking debate? <laughs> <laughs> like, you really want me to go into detail there? All right, so Eric took Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He now has two RBs, just like Nick, looking solid. He has Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards, Lair. Uh, at any point in the draft, if you got those two, you're not going to be upset. Then you have Terry McLaurin coming off, and to end the second round, Antonio Gibson, who fell pretty far, actually. I was shocked at that. Then you have Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson taking one pick before E, which doesn't matter because he's probably not taking him anyways. <laughs> so now we're gonna go. We're gonna go ahead and resume this draft and see who Eric takes with his third pick. 
All right, so I know I know the obvious choice would be to go with Kittle here, but uh, I've had this man back to back seasons. <laughs> God damn! I'm 100 going to take Darren Waller right here. Oh, huh? I would say I would take okay. Darren Waller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of the, You're not wrong. Right. So here, here we go. We have the second tight end off the board, Darren Waller. Right, Eric. T- Eric takes Darren Waller. He yeah. opted for uh, positional dominance over a high upside wide receiver or a yeah. third running back. Next two picks coming off the board, DeAndre Swift and Chris Carson, which is making mm-hmm. my prospect of getting an actual running back looking meek. <laughs> yeah, looking looking pretty meek. <laughs> All right, so um, honestly, no complaints. I like the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pick. Eric knows that because I talked him up all weekend so now he's taking him which makes sense you listen to good advice then uh deandre swift chris carson uh swift swift went a little high in my opinion i agree with that i like chris carson every year chris carson very good and so we'll let nick take his third pick so here we are with the sixth pick in the third round but to leave kiddo on the board is silly (laughs) all right so it's silly all right, so let's let's pause it right there to point out a clear and obvious thing. What you just noticed is that the three people actually drafting in this draft targeted one of the clear-cut top three tight ends. <laughs> That's right. So I walked away with Travis. Oh my god, Kelsey. we have we actually have draft strategy. Eric walked away with Darren Waller, and Nick walked away with George Kittle. Can I play with this team? Actually, I, I, this isn't this isn't a team that I take in any league. But can we just make this into a league? <laughs> All right. So after Nick's George Kittle pick, he took that high positional value upside. Josh Jacobs goes off the board. Miles Sanders goes off the board. Julio Jones off the board, and the second quarterback in the first three rounds third off round. the board. Why is Josh, Josh Allen going in the third round? Because he's the running back and quarterback for the Buffalo Bills because their running listen, backs are awful. Listen, the Baltimore Ravens running back hasn't even gone yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I cannot be more thrilled about how this board fell to me. All right. This David, is the worst auto draft in history, by the way. Da- I David, just want the viewers to know that this is the worst auto draft in history. It didn't actually go this much different in the draft I just witnessed this weekend. There was some huge question marks this weekend, bro. Uh, anyways, I love that David Montgomery fell to me here. I'm high on David Montgomery this year. I think he has a lot of value. A lot of people forget that he almost tore his groin in training camp last year, and we all thought he was going to be out for the year. The man misses zero games, plays weeks one through eight, absolutely sucks because he's recovering from what we thought was a season-ending injury. And goes on to torch the league for the remainder of the fantasy season. And he's actually, he's actually like, he was a top 10 running back the last eight weeks of the season. So now I have Travis Kelsey, Devontae Adams, and a borderline RB1, probably high end RB2, right? But when you, when you're on, uh, when you're in a strategy such as I am, where I didn't have the availability of those top tier running backs. I didn't want to take running backs and be playing catch up the rest of the draft because my two running backs would have been worse than Nick's and Eric's two running backs. So then, then they would have been able to get a better wide receiver, a better tight end. And now when I'm going team versus team, right? I don't have the option 
of positional having, disadvantage. Yeah, I I don't have a strength over them at any position. So therefore, I opted for Travis Kelsey and Devontae Adams, which gives me clear-cut positional dominance when I go head-to-head with them. And I can make up that running background on the on the rest of my draft. I just have to watch the board, play it smart, but that's just kind of how I'm thinking and how I want to give and, you guys and, a and I would say that's a great pick. David Montgomery is probably the last RB1 that you can grab, and Jermaine grabbing him in the third round, you you probably can't get with the exception of uh, uh, DeAndre Swift because DeAndre Swift was grabbed by the the fourth pick in the third round. I would say Montgomery is really the last of the RB ones you can grab before you have to settle for guys like Kareem Hunt and kind of those backup and you know, take a chance on uh, on Gus Edwards. It's, it's kind of like, and then James Robinson, guys like Chase Edmonds. The running back two market this year is not a good market. And for him to grab David Montgomery is an excellent pick. Yeah, and that that's one thing that I've been scared of. is It's also the reaches that I've been seeing from people to snag a second running back has been horrendous. I'm talking they're skipping these big time players to take a second running back. And I'm just like, don't force the draft. I will I will say this. I will echo Jermaine in this. For those of you that listen to this podcast, please, 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 please do not be influenced by the people in your draft. If you have a person that you want to grab and he goes off the board, let's say that you get to round six and you say, hey, I want to grab this quarterback. And that quarterback is Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes should not be going off the board in round two, contrary contrary to this draft. And he goes off the board. Don't think that then you need to grab Josh Allen or then you need to grab Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. Grab the next best available player that's that that's you represents that like you want in that draft. The next running back wide receiver tight end is as good as that quarterback. I picked up Matt Stafford in the tenth round of a draft the other day because people remembered Matt Stafford from the Detroit Lions. Don't be scared to pass on what positional value you think you have to draft the best player available. Yeah. All right. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and kick off my next pick. So this is the second pick in the fourth round. I'm eyeing wide receiver here. I don't love the running backs available or the value they provide at these positions. Right. So of the wide receivers I'm considering here, it's one of the two Tampa Bay guys, Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Um, And then I like Amari Cooper. And honestly, I've been sitting here scrolling up and down. Like, who am I going to take this this whole time? (laughs) And I'm I'm scrolling saying, who are you going to take? It's like, I'm in an envious spot to be in, but I also hate that I have to make this pick. Can I have all three? <laughs> can I? Nope. Can I have all three? I'm going to go ahead and go with the touchdown upside of Mike Evans. It's a great pick. Oh, man. Yeah. All right. I'm taking Mike Evans. Fuck it. All right, Mike Evans it is. All right, Daryl Henderson comes off the board. The third quarterback, Kyler Murray, comes off the oh, board. We have, yes. We have Cooper Cup and Chris Godwin off the board, and Nick picks up Amari Cooper here. I fucking knew it, dude. <laughs> Kareem Hunt, 
Robert Woods off the board. Eric is now on the clock. Eric, Kyle Pitts is looking good. He's still available. Or Baltimore's head running back. You don't want to take him? Uh, I got a I got a glaring need at a position that I need to fill right now. Right, Dude's guaranteed me, to get. You pause this for Eric. Go ahead. I think dude's guaranteed to get a lot of catches this year. Uh, I'm going to have to take my guy here. If this app would work. I'm going to take my guy, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Passes on Justin Jefferson like the Eagles to Passes take Adam Thielen. I would never draft Justin Jefferson. Well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, passes on DJ Moore as well. Jeez. No disrespect, but Is I Is just... Justin Jefferson gone already? Yeah, he was taken in the third round. Before yeah. Eric's Darren Waller. Well, but, well, but DJ Moore is gone. You think DJ Moore will get less than Adam Thielen? My own personal opinion. I have no disrespect, but I just I just don't like Sam so Donald. I, okay. I mean, that's fair enough. And Adam Thielen was tied for most red zone targets last year for wide receivers. And he had 14 touchdowns. Obviously, a regression to the mean. But with Irv Smith Jr. going down, right, if you pay attention to injuries, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson are the clear-cut only two targets there that offense you you know the floor of that offense it's been the same for the last three years and adam thielen will give you that that secure production all right go ahead and take uh your pick eric all right and then nick's much maligned running back of the baltimore ravens goes next after adam thielen then the fourth tight end comes off the board and mark andrews how is kyle pitts not gone already I don't know. I'm I'm torn on him this year. I do not know how to four read quarterbacks are gone and Kyle Pitts is still on the board. This is the worst auto draft I've seen in any of them. The are worst you that are you I've that high on Kyle Pitts? No, but I'm I'm higher on Kyle Pitts than than Kyler Murray. Oh, well, that's not the same position, but all right. So Tyler Lockett, <laughs> James Robinson off the board. Eric's um fifth pick. Uh, third pick in the fifth round as well is on the clock. Who are you gonna take here, Eric? So I'm I'm debating between, you know, my guy Moore came back around, good value there, but I also want that third running back Miles Gaskins still on the board. Do I trust Tua? No, I think I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Moore. I was about to say that's incredible that Moore just fell to you, and if you were gonna, if you are not gonna draft him. Oh, dude, I was. If Eric took a running back there, full well knowing that I had only one running back, I was just like, that's sneaky son bitch, bro. <laughs> Kyle Pitts was taking a pick before you, Nick. Deontay Johnson and DJ Moore was Eric's pick in the fifth round. So Nick is on the clock. Go ahead and talk us through what you're looking at here. So right now, top five guys that I have on my board in terms of sleeper ranks. Miles Gaskin, Mike Davis. I love Mike Davis. Obviously, Carolina running back last year showed out. He's in Atlanta. Who else does Atlanta have to run? TJ Hawkinson in Detroit, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson. So far, I've drafted two running backs, a tight end, and a wide receiver. There is nobody that calls out to me more than a Russell Wilson pick right now. Okay. However, I want to ride with my boy. And I think a lot of media attention has been put on Dak. But I think Dak will come back and he will be the player we thought he was last year, regardless of ankle, regardless of shoulder. 
and what everybody else has said. But yeah. I ride with the pack. So unpause it. All right. Resuming the draft. Oh, Homer pick off the board. And oh, I just got did dirty again. So with that being said, Nick took Russell Wilson, like he said. Go pack, go. Miles Gaskin comes off next. Kenny Hamstring Galladay. Kenny Galladay went this early. Jesus. Off the board. You have Mike Davis next, which absolutely destroys me. Just maybe, maybe this computer does know how to draft. Actually, I'm looking at these teams and I'm like, wow, they're, actually, they're, hold they're on. not bad. You've been roasting them for no reason. <laughs> and then TJ Hawkinson, six tight end, comes off the board. I'm in a, a real sticky wicket here. I do not like how this turn fell to me. Michael Thomas I, still on the board. I don't like, I just don't like some of these these options I have here, man. Like that's I feel like reach city Jones over here, bro. But I've got to go and get a guy. And I don't like that. I have to go and get a guy. It's going to be Dak. I have to go get someone. I'm not entirely thrilled with this pick. Uh, it's the back end of the fifth round, but based on the reaches I've been seeing this year, I'm going to go ahead and go get this running back. Um, and hope for the best. So I'm going to resume the draft and take my guy, Raheem Mostert. All right. Ho- hold on. Pause the draft again. So Jermaine right now, right? Uh, a lot of you people listening may have said, hey, Jermaine at pick 11. Raheem Mostert, what a pick. Not a very good pick. I love this pick at pick 11. San Francisco has a return to dominance. They have when they when they were good, they had Tevin Coleman, they had Raheem Mostert, and who was the third running back they had? It was uh, Frank Gore. Who's they had they had Jeff Wilson Jr. Sure, 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 sure. Raheem Mostert is the only one left in Kyle Shanahan's system. He will get carries. San Francisco will return to dominance, and the way they return to dominance is their running game. Also, this is a safe pick by Jermaine. He knows that in a 12-team league, pick 11, he has a pick three picks later. So if he picks Raheem Mostert, probably the guy he wants next, maybe a quarterback, right? He's got two running backs. He's got two wide receivers. He's got a tight end. He can draft next best available player between flex running back, wide receiver, tight end, or he can draft that quarterback right there. But Raheem Mostert is not a bad pick by him in the fourth round or the fifth round. Excuse me. So with that being said, um, I have a lot of options now. Now I'm kind of drafting luxury. I love my two wide receivers. I love my two running backs. I love that I have Travis Kelsey. Quarterback uh, seems to be People are targeting quarterbacks now. Uh, Prescott, Rodgers, Brady, all still on the board. And I'm actually going to go ahead and bypass quarterback. I know that six teams already have their quarterback. So that means there's only five other teams in me that are eyeing the quarterback position. So I feel comfortable waiting 
to my very next faraway pick for another quarterback. So that puts the question at, what do I want to do here? Do I want to bulk up running back, which is my weakness, or do I want to add strength to strength, right? Do I want to add strength to strength and make my wide receivers the dominant core of my group? And with that being said, I'm, I'm still torn. So a few guys that I'm targeting here, right? Michael Thomas, I'm considering taking off the board right now. He's looking like he might begin the season on the physically unable to perform list, which would make him miss the first six games, which is a harsh blow to take with your six round pick. But Michael Thomas returns to form with Jameis Winston. I have potentially a top 15 wide receiver the rest of the year. And I'm saying five. Top five. Yeah, especially if he returns to form, right? Chase Claypool. Um crazy. There's crazy statistics that show the year between rookie wide receivers and year two wide receivers. Based on last year's draft class, I've been trying to target at least one or two second year wide receivers that I'm expecting to take big jumps. Based on that criteria, some of the people I have on the board, right? Brandon Ayuk, who tore up the league the last uh, eight games of the season. T. Higgins, who, with Jamar Chase's current four, looks like be the number one. Chase Laypool, right? Those are all year two guys. Then you have Jerry Judy far down the list. Uh, and then I'm also considering running back, right? J.K. Dobbins, Enzeri makes Gus Edwards an interesting flyer here. And Javante Williams from Denver is still on the board. But I'm going to go ahead and take Michael. This is what we call a draft and stash. I'm going to put him on one of my two IR spots, pick up someone, and wait for him to come back. Right After Michael Thomas goes off the board, Jamar Chase, Brandon Ayu, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Edmonds. Nick is now on the clock. All right, here's the thing. So I, I, I've I've drafted two running backs. I have my tight end. I got Amari Cooper in terms of wide receivers. I have Russell Wilson in terms of tight ends. Right now, T. Higgins is on the board. Jamar Chase is the proposed guy in Seattle. T. Higgins is the guy I'm going to pick because he is the established guy in Cincinnati. The new rookie, right, versus a guy who has been there for a while and is the three-year guy in Cincinnati who knows the system and knows how to execute the plays. I'm going with T. Higgins. He's going to be my second wide receiver. Eric is on mute and refuses to talk. Jermaine's on mute too. Oh, I was talking. <laughs> so T Higgins goes off the board for Nick. He falls into that category of year two wide receivers. Love the pick. Dak Prescott, Aaron Rodgers follows up next. And that puts our boy Eric on the board. Eric currently has, oh, I'll let him walk it through. Uh, so I got my two running backs, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. Uh, I got my player dominant or my positional dominance, Darren Waller. I like, I love my wide receivers, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore. Uh, I want to go with running back depth here, but the dude that's sitting there and, like you said, second-year receivers, the big jump. I've had my eye on this guy. 
tried to get him last year on uh, off the waiver wire. I'm going to have to go with my guy Chase Claypool here. All right, so Chase Claypool, wide receiver, Pittsburgh Steelers, goes off the board, followed by Damian Harris, Ronald Jones, and Gus Edwards. So a, run, a mini run on running back there, which kind of hurts uh, the rest of everyone in this draft. And then Cortland Sutton goes, and Eric is back on the clock. Man, this is tough because I want to go with Williams from Denver, but I don't know if he's – oh, man. I'm looking at there's three Denver players all within e- within each other, and Cortland Sutton just went. I'm like, what is happening here? They don't – it's actually four Denver players. Next four players are Denver players. <laughs> Holy cow. I don't really like that offense right now. Oh, man. That's all right. So I'm, I'm going to re- – wait, actually, no, hold on. I'm not going to reach. I am going to reach. Hold on. I'm going to reach. I'm not going to reach. I'm going to reach. <laughs> this is tough, man. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford at quarterback. It's not a bad pick. I love – everyone knows I love Matt Stafford. That dude is so good at quarterback. It's unreal. So, um, Matt Stafford goes off the board <clears> – <throat> Tight end Noah Fant goes off the board, and Jerry Judy, wide receiver Denver, goes off the board. Nick is currently on the clock. Here's the thing. There's a lot of people that are undervalued right now. I have two running backs, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, pretty good running backs. I have George Kittle, arguably the second best tight end in the NFL. Amari Cooper, T. Higgins. Uh, T. Higgins could probably be classified as wide receiver two slash wide receiver three. And Russell Wilson is a quarterback. I love this next pick I'm about to make. He's going to get his guy. This next pick I'm about to make, Sam Darnold, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, is now paired in Joe Brady's system with a man that he had the most targets with the New York Jets. That's wide receiver Robbie Anderson. I knew it. That's who I was eyeing, bro. I got sniped. So, no lie. The first time I said I was going to take a reach, I was going to go for him. But I looked at my board, and I realized I had DJ Moore, and I couldn't put him together. But that was, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was reach for, man. Robbie Anderson. Oh, that's got, who it is. I got sniped, and I don't like it at all. Oh, that pains me. Robbie Anderson's off the board, followed by Javante Williams, rookie running back out of Denver, Debo Samuel, wide receiver out of San Francisco, Melvin Gordon, running back out of Denver, and DJ Shark, wide receiver out of Jacksonville. Now, I'm this, this draft has not been kind to me. This is a great draft for a podcast, by the way. <laughs> This is not this draft has not been kind to me at all. So I want to point something out here, right? So we talked about previously the run on quarterbacks that I didn't anticipate to happen. Three more people, three more quarterbacks went in that span, right? But a lot of people probably expect me to take quarterback here. The guy after me already has his quarterback. So I am not going to take quarterback here. I will take the quarterback on the turn, and I will take a position player best available so that way I can beef up my roster. Although best available is subjective, there is a lot of question marks right now. So, oh, my goodness. I don't like this at all, guys. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and take (laughs) – 
<laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take a guy who I think has tremendous value this year. It is a absolute target monster. It is the That's wide receiver. It is the wide receiver that I want from this team. Uh, he is the security blanket to Joe Burrow. I'm going to go ahead and take Tyler Boyd, wide receiver, Cincinnati Bengals. So those two picks were followed up by Dallas Goddard, tight end, and Michael Carter, running back for the New York Jets. None of that particularly hurts me. And I'm going to go ahead and make one of the first crazy calls of the draft. I'm going to go ahead and introduce an insane strategy. I'm just going to... Hold on, let me pause before I actually decide to pull the trigger on this. Can I wait another round? By the way, Tom Brady is still on the board. I know. That is what is influencing Jermaine's decision right now. Is there is still one quarterback on the board. Jermaine still has no quarterbacks. Tom Brady is still on the board. Yeah. Tom Brady is still on the board and I, you know, I love the Tom father. You have to call him that cause he's beating father time, bro. And I don't like running backs. Obviously we're in a, uh, we're in a uh, normal league, right? So nine positions. Jermaine has four wide receivers, two running backs, one tight end. Who don't, will he choose at this point? Don't love the running backs. And don't particularly love the wide receivers. Um, the clear-cut position I should go for here is, is quarterback, but I'm going to do something crazy. I'm just going to go ahead and go ahead and roll the dice here. I'm going to go ahead and take Trey Lance, quarterback, San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that the, the whole the whole podcast knows why he took Trey Vance, Lance, Trey. Lance. All right, let's see. So I'm here. I'm with the sixth pick, uh, eight round, eighth round. I have three wide receivers: Amani Cooper, T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson. I have one tight end, Greg Kittle, one quarterback, Russell Wilson, and two running backs. However. There's not a lot of options available right now. Not a lot of good options. So before Nick's pick, uh, and after my Trey Lance pick, Devontae Smith, Logan Thomas, Leonard Fournette, and Tom Brady all went off the board. And Nick is now on the clock. None of it looks good. Yeah, I'm not thrilled. I have I I uh, this year in fantasy, I'm not thrilled at all. There's like players I like, but everyone keeps reaching for them. There's a lot of players I dislike this year that I know are going to be still good because someone has to put up numbers. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, it, it's a great draft. There is a reach somewhere in here that I'm missing. And I don't know what it is. You gotta get your guys, bro. Yeah. So I think I like I think that's really the the epitome of this draft. You have to literally like the guys that you want to get, you get those guys. So at this point, you literally just have to start selecting your dudes 
So, with that, with that being said, in the eighth round, and I already have two wide receivers. Unpause it, please, Jermaine. All right, resuming. I'm going to Corey, Corey, Corey Davis. Davis, wide receiver, New York Jets. Oh, I hate that we talk so much. <laughs> I hate that we talk so much. Because I could because oh. you know why? You know why Jermaine hates that? Because I can steal people from under his nose oh. because we share the same ESPN. Oh my god. That one hurt. That one hurt, bro. That one really, really hurt. Eric, you're on the clock. I was Court- scroll I was scrolling down the list of names. I was like, I don't like any of these. Ooh, hold on. Well, there's Jermaine's guy. Let me get him. Fucking fuck. Oh, so Corey Davis, Trey Sermon, and Brandon Cooks are off the clock, and Eric is now on the clock. He has just as tough a decision <laughs> as the rest of us. Let me so, pause. I want to go running back here because I only have two, but I don't love any of the ones that are available at the top. I think I can get my guy on the come on a turnaround. So I'm going to reach a little bit here for another second year wide receiver. I'm going to go with uh, Michael Pittman from Indiana. Mm. Jesus, you guys snipe both my guys. It's a mega reach, but okay. What is happening here? All right, so James Conner, Jalen Hurts, Zach Moss, and Jarvis Landry went off the board. I'm assuming Eric's running back is still there because I wouldn't imagine he likes those two that went. <laughs> so. so another little bit of a reach, but it's PPR. Uh, dude can stay healthy. I think he's going to be halfway decent. I'm going to have to take – Lindsay here. Philip Lindsay off the board. Then we have Jalen Waddle, AJ Dillon. Jesus Christ, this draft does not love me. AJ Dillon is off the board, and Nick is on the clock. Oh my god, dude! If this was a so, real, if this is a real draft, I'd auto from the rest of this. So, <laughs> so just because I hate not having a lack of position depth, and just because I have, I have. Derek Henry and Joe Mixon. Greg Kittle at tight end. Amani Cooper, T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson, Chris or uh, Corey Davis. I just want to add a little bit more. And this is going to be a reach 100%, but I think he will recover from what happens. And I will add Joe Burrow to my fantasy team as my backup quarterback. All right. So Joe Burrow off the board, Antonio Brown, Mike Giusecki, Ryan Tanhill, LaVisca Chanel. And since everyone seems to be taking my guys, I'm not even going to hesitate here. I'm just going to reach City Jones McGee this thing and take the guy I want. I'm going to take Jamal Williams, Detroit running back. Hey, you actually good YouTube clip. Robert Tanyan and Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense are now off the board. So Wait, the Tampa Bay Bucks defense went. Yeah. So with that being Jesus. said, I have four wide receivers, three running backs, one tight end, and one backup quarterback. And everyone's just like, when's he going to fill his quarterback? When he's going to fill his quarterback? And I'm not. I'm actually not going to do that here. I'm going to take Kenyon Drake, who I anticipate to Good vulture pick. Josh Jacobs this year. I'm taking Kenyon Drake. So after my pick of Kenyon Drake, David Johnson goes off the board, Rob Gonkowski, Tyler Higby, Michael Gallup, and Nick is on the clock. Here's the thing. I listen, what when I picked, 
my, what was it? My fourth round pick, my fifth round pick. I said, go pack. I like handcuffs. So coming in round 10, I'm going to handcuff Jonathan Taylor to Naeem Hines. The fact that Naeem Hines has been so undervalued in drafts is incredible to me. He is literally the premier pass catching back in Indianapolis, and people refuse to recognize that. Yeah. After that, they have Will Fuller go off the board, Curtis Samuel. That one hurts me, too. And now Eric's on the clock. God. Uh, so I don't – for the rest of the way, I don't really like any of the running backs. Uh, I need a backup quarterback, backup tight end, but I'm going to reach here again, and I'm going to take Mooney from Chicago. Darnell Mooney, wide receiver. Then two more defenses off the board. Nobody cares about that. That's dumb. Devin so, Singletary and Mike Williams. Let me let me interrupt you real quick, Jermaine. If you think that choosing a defense or a kicker in the later rounds is the good strategy, you're wrong. <laughs> you should choose defense and kickers week by week. In your draft, you should pick the best player available post round 10 if it's available. Defense and kickers, it doesn't matter because you could drop them on waivers or you could trade them for a defense or kicker or something like that. You should not impact your draft and the players you think are good because you think you need to grab a defense and kicker. Am I yes or yes, gentlemen? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the final two picks aren't defensive kickers. It blows my mind. Every year, someone does it, and they're like, it's strategy. And then you look at the it's points not. difference between the top defense and the and the 12th defense, and it's like 20 points. It's <laughs> not. Every single league I've been in for the last 10 years, by week four, you can pick up the best defense on the waiver wire, on the waiver wire and then ride them until your playoffs. Right, so we are – not going to be doing the final two rounds, so we're actually in the final three rounds, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're saying that because we're not taking kickers and defense into the final two rounds, and nobody cares which one we get. <laughs> so, Eric, you are on the clock. So, I want to get a backup tight end here, but I see some value down the board a little bit later. There's a quarterback sitting here. I believe he's going to put up big numbers. If he can keep the turnovers down, I'm going to get my backup quarterback. I'm going to go with Jamie's Winston. Mm. Two more defenses off the board. Nick, you are on the clock. So I'm I'm looking I'm looking down the down the board. I know I already have one tight end. My tight end, obviously, George Kittle. Russell Wilson, for as many times as I've known him in college, when I watched him for two years, absolutely torpedo NC State's chances at a national championship or an ACC championship. He loves his tight end. So I, with my next pick, will take Gerard Everett at tight end. All right, so Gerald Everett goes off the board. Miko Hardman, Marvin Jones Jr., Tony Pollard, Trevor Lawrence, Jesus H. <sighs> A lot of people we have left there, Jermaine. The two wide receivers I was targeting just got picked up, dude. That's Marquise that, Brown is still on the board. That one hurt. Chill, bro. <laughs> so, with that being said, I'm going to target some value here. 
Uh, definitely going to be reaches. I'm going to go ahead and take um, Elijah Moore, wide receiver, New York Jets. Wait for my turn. Marquise Brown goes off the board. Um, and with that being said. We said we weren't drafting the last two rounds, right? No, we're not. So I have two more picks left. I'm going to go ahead and wait off on my starting quarterback since everyone already has theirs, even though they're taking backups as well. And I'm going to take Russell Gage, wide receiver, Atlanta Falcons. Not a bad pick. So after that, Justin Tucker, Tyler Bass, Henry Ruggs, San Fran D, and Nick is on the clock. (laughs) Eric got mad at my pick. (laughs) You know what? I already have three picks, but I trust this man. I'm going Baker Mayfield with my third pick. You're just doing that because I don't have a starter yet. Yeah, 100%. You turned. Because sometimes picking, sometimes draft order is making your opponents, picking people that your opponents want to trade you for. That's a pick that Jermaine will want to trade me for. No. I My guy is still on the board, and I'm not worried about it. How is Baker Mayfield on the board in the 12th round, and I drafted Justin Burrow in the 9th? Eric's on the clock, by the way, if he wants to unmute. So I'm going to grab my backup tight end here. Um, surprise, they're both still on the board. Uh, I guess I'm going to go with Jonu Smith over Hunter Henry on this one. It was it was whichever Patriots tight end was left. <laughs> he had both, and he was just like, damn. All right, so this is Eric's final pick. He's got his backup quarterback. He's got his backup tight end. He has five wide receivers and three running backs. And with his final pick, who are you taking, Eric? So I need another running back. Uh, kind of a homer pick here. Place for my birds. I can see Miles Sanders having fumble issues. Gross. I'm going to go with uh, Gainwell from here. Boston Scott. Just Thank God would- nobody's picked him. Everybody undervalues him every year. It's going to be Devontae Parker for me to end the draft. All right, so um, part of me wants to take Cole Beasley here because Cole Beasley's still on the board, and for some reason they haven't drafted him, but that's because everyone took defense and kickers. But I'm going to go ahead and show the strategy that I was targeting. If you have to punt on the quarterback position because you didn't get one of the top seven guys, and the rest of them after that are kind of question marks, this is something I've been liking to do. I've been liking to take one of the rookie quarterbacks that I anticipate having a big year points for game wise. They're obviously not going to start all season and then pairing him with a quarterback who has a favorable schedule to start the year and look no further than the 10th scoring quarterback in fantasy last year, Kirk cousins, only tough defense he plays in the first seven, eight weeks is the Cleveland Browns. And so with that, we will end the draft. So, Eric, you want to go ahead and read your team out? Right on. So I got uh, Nick Chubb, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Darren Waller, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, Matthew Stafford, Michael Pittman, Philip Lindsay, Darnell Mooney, Jamie's Winston, Jonu Smith, Kenneth Gainwell, and I would have gone kicker defense to end the draft. 
All right, Nick, you want to read your uh, team out? Yeah, after that bunch of garbage, let me read you the team that's going to win this league. Derrick Henry, Joe Mixon, George Kittle, Armani Cooper, Russell Wilson, T. Higgins, Robbie Anderson, Corey Davis, Joe Burrow, Naeem Hines, uh, Everett, Gerald Everett. (laughs) I don't even know what his name was. Um, Baker Mayfield, Devontae Parker. That's the team that's winning the league. Uh, Okay. (laughs) That's cute. Uh, your wide receivers stink, by the way. So my team, I have Trey Lance. Hell yeah. Steal. David Montgomery, running back. Raheem Mostert, running back. Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas, Tyler Boyd, Jamal Williams, Kenyon Drake, Elijah Moore, Russell, Russell Gage, and Kirk Cousins. Played the positions and I'm going to smoke y'all, bro. Zero RB. You guys are going to lose to zero RB? That's embarrassing. <laughs> All right. So with that being said, uh, that wraps up this mock draft. We hope we gave you some insights, some nuggets, some fun little tidbits into our fantasy insight. And uh, we'll actually post our three teams once we take them in the official Room 303 League. That draft is happening this coming Sunday. And uh, once we post them, then you guys can go ahead and pick which ones you want want best. What do you got for them, Nick? No, that's great. Yeah, uh, stay tuned for this uh, this weekend's draft, right? The Room 303 draft. There's a bunch of goons in it. They're not going to pick the right team. So let us know which three teams you like. Eric's in it. I'm in it. Jermaine's in it. Let us know which team is the best. Obviously, at Podcast Room 303, we appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you guys tuning in. All Everything you guys do, we appreciate you. Yeah, that's about it. What do you, what do you got from Eric? No, I just uh, appreciate you guys having me do this, and uh, good luck to everybody out there on the drafting this weekend. Yep, football season is officially upon us. Um, let us know your thoughts on the number one in the top 100. Do you think they got it right? With that being said, as Nick said, follow us at Podcast Room 303 on all socials, just Instagram and Twitter, actually. And uh, we'll see you next time when you come on down and step into the room.